0: Hello friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, where we are recording live from the ASCII Success Summit in Miami, Florida. We are just about done with day two, and we've just had probably the most fantastic session with one of my good friends, and yes, I did say good friends, one of your favorites, ladies and gentlemen, Bradley Gross. Hello, everybody. He's here in the house. How yes. are you, sir? Good. Good to be uh in Miami, in I, mi- think. <laughs> I think. Well, it's oh, a little different because you you can be down here just about any time you want. And I'm not. <laughs> Neither <laughs> so, am I. So I'm not sure what that means. Take uh, from that what you will. So, yep, a lot of the people had to fly in and uh, hang out. And they, you know, had to run down to South Beach and get the vibe, all that stuff. Oh, how
1: horrible. They had to fly in to go to the beach. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> however will they deal with it.
0: All right, so you are in the midst of, let's see, you've attended, have you attended all of these this year? I have been at every road show, and uh, next month I'll be at the New
1: Jersey road show as well as the road show in Dallas coming in, uh, in
0: October. Okay, so for those that have not been able to attend, and if you are near New Jersey and near Dallas, you need to get to this event. Bradley has done what I think has been, an immeasurable service with being able to describe, and we talk about this all the time, why your current MSA sucks if it Uh wasn't written by Bradley Gross.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess, among other things. But we, we cover things other than the MSA, right? We cover the difference between declination notice and waivers and... What the, what the um, when you should use one over the other. We talk about the process of explaining your services to your customers to manage their expectations, which is another crucial thing that MSPs should be doing and most are not. So there's a lot more into it than, than MSAs, but yes, MSAs is, is the foundation of it all.
0: Well, some of the things that you've mentioned recently and I've been talking about on this podcast is the changes that have been happening when it comes to cyber insurance, who's responsible when bad things happen? Now, in the past, we've always talked about, you know, yes, as long as you have it in your MSA or you described today and yesterday, sending out a declination letter, probably not the right thing to do anymore.
1: Well, sending out a declination notice is good. What we've found is that most MSPs uh, uh, think that by sending out a declination letter requiring their customers to sign off on it and so forth, that they're in good shape. And it's actually causing more havoc than than not. My uh, message, at least to the, to the uh, crowd here in Miami and, and to the other venues, is a declination notice should be just that, a notice. It is not a waiver. It is not something that should require a customer to approve of it. Right, Because the idea is a declination notice is you as the MSP, as a service provider, telling a customer, you've declined something that we recommended, and so as a result, we're not going to provide it to you. Now, if you're looking for customer sign-off on that, they may or may not give it to you, right. but if they don't, you've injected some ambiguity into the situation. You know, I said, I'm not going to give this to you, right? And well, they didn't answer me. Well, now what? Do I have to give it to them? Do right. I have to ask again? Right? What do I do? So the message here was declination notice is just that. Notice.
0: And if you send them a letter to sign that is unsigned, it can be argued both ways in court, right?
1: That's the problem. The problem is is that a customer could turn around later on and say, well, I didn't decline that service. Well, yes, you did. Well, no, I didn't. In fact, you sent me a letter saying I did and you asked me to sign it and I'm not, I didn't even return it to you because I disagreed with you. See, by asking... Your customer to sign that notice you've created a solution for a problem that never existed you've created a solution thinking well I've gotten their approval to not give them a service that they're not entitled to (laughs) really (laughs) No, just said keep it to a notice let them know what they're not getting let them know that you're not gonna provide it unless you agree to do so in the future in writing
0: So let me ask this. Now, you've been able to hang out here and, and have the the sessions. Have you had a bunch of people come up afterwards and say, but, but, but I have a unique situation?
1: Yes. <laughs> lots of MSPs, lots of service providers think that their situation is unique. I would think that physicians also have this problem when, when, when patients come up and say, you probably, you know, I know people have pain here, but mine is different maybe than what you've heard. And the doctor's sitting there okay. going, no, I've heard this a hundred <laughs> times. Is your
0: shoulder different than yeah, anybody else's? Right.
1: <laughs> I've heard it a hundred times just today, <laughs> okay? So I could tell you that all MSPs, I mean, the, uh, to, to flip that scenario around, MSPs, regardless of size, be one or two-man shops, 10-man shops, 20-man shops, 50-man shops, they all have the same problems. They really do. They all have the same issues. They have agreements that are ambiguous, and or vague or non-existent. They have uh, quotes that do not manage a customer's expectations. They have customers with unrealistic expectations, and they're all sort of confused as to what they should do. So don't think that just because you have these problems, and it's probably because you're a one- or two-man shop, that no one else has them. A lot of MSPs have them. I'm going to venture to say most.
0: All right. Well... I wanted to talk about something a little lighter than that because you get to talk about your stuff all the time. It's all about you, right? That's That's. Well, shouldn't it be? <laughs> um, but in terms of the event itself, now this is, you know, you've attended all the other ones. You've had to fly into town and do stuff here. This one, you didn't have to fly in, so did you drive down? Are you hanging out? Did you stay the night last night? And I didn't see you at the poker tables.
1: No, I did, uh, I did drive down yesterday and today. I have a son that's starting, col- well, starting his second year of college and I promised him in his last week of, uh, of life over the summer, which this is, that I would go to the gym with him and I would take him out or you know, this place and that place and so on. So I have tried to live up to my promise to ASCII, but also live it up, you okay. know, fulfill the promise to my son
0: yeah uh Dad please spend more money on me before I you know have to be stuck in a dorm <laughs> Wow do, have you been talking to him because that's exactly what he said. <laughs> oh my goodness, and well, I'm not going to ask where he is, but I know that there's some very expensive colleges down here
1: yeah he's a he's a uh he, he's in a private college, but you know what um you do for your kids what works for them well I'd always prefer him to have gone to let's say a state school um State school wouldn't have worked as well for him as the school he's in. And so, uh, you know, you do what you have to do, and it just means I'll be working until I'm 103, I think that's what it means.
0: Uh, yeah. No, you won't. You're going to make it so that when he graduates, he'll get a good job, and he can start to take care of you at some oh, point. man, that's good. Let me write that down. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's nice. Now, I should probably ask, and I'm, I'm sure you get this question all the time, is he following in your footsteps?
1: No. No. He's following in his uncle's footsteps. He wants to be a physician. Really? Yes, a physician. He's a bio major, as I was. Um, what? But yes, I was a biochem major until I realized I didn't want to go to medical school. So in my junior year, I dropped that major and ended up going to law school. Okay. I'm one, sc- I'm one course away from medical school, which means nothing. Okay. That how
0: have we never talked about that before? I don't know.
1: How have we not talked about that? I guess I've, I've never revealed all my superpowers. I
0: guess not, because yeah. I mean that's that means you went to college for two and a half years, almost three, doing medical things. <laughs> medical things. I worked in a I worked in a hospital. I
1: took bio and chem and calc and physics and all the labs and so forth. The only course I never took was organic chemistry. The mother of all courses. And uh, it was right before that, that I said, you know, I, I called my brother who was in medical school at the time. And I said, you know, I'm working at a hospital. I'm not really loving it. I have an organic coming up. He said, if you're not loving it, get out now. <laughs> That's what he wow. told me.
0: And, uh, and I did. And uh, here so, we are. So I guess watching ER back in the day, didn't help. ER didn't help, but um, uh, uh, L.A. Law did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, now, I know that you originally got licensed in New York, so were you in New York doing your medical yes. stuff?
1: Okay. Well, I started out in New York um, in college and in law school and started working in the DA's office up in New York in Nassau County. And uh, after four years, moved to Miami, where I ended up in the state attorney's office down here, about three miles away from where we're sitting. And uh, ultimately ended up in private practice, merging technology and the law together. And okay. here we are,
0: some twenty years later. Wow. Okay. See, interesting things you learn when you just kind of uh, throw of something together turn. like this. A Lot of twists and turns, for sure. Thought you were going to say, "Yeah, I was," you know, on my way to play in the professional football league, and that didn't work out. And <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I was just a hacker who went to uh, college thinking he was going to medical school and then realized oh,
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. going to law school. Having more fun uh, watching the Hacker's movie with uh, Angelina and For sure. that other dude. <laughs> <laughs> whoever. <laughs> was there anyone else in that besides Nobody I knows. I who, didn't know Who the main character was. <laughs> of that. That's right. All right. Well, Bradley, uh, thank you for spending some time with me. Uh, we have a couple of sessions uh, more to go through here. And then uh, the closing festivities. So I want to say thank you uh, and encourage once again, if you are in New Jersey or in Dallas for the last two ASCII events this year, you need to get there just for the fact of, uh, seeing Bradley gross and hearing wow. his stories.
1: That is uh, very nice of you. Thank you. And I, I will say, that.
0: uh, I guess I want to say thank you for calling me out during your session. I won't be at the next one for you to do so. You were a victim. <laughs> and so you we're a victim. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Bradley gross, uh, who we will have on the podcast again to uh, keep us in line when it comes to our contracts I hope so. and expectations thereof. All right, folks. Um, That's it. We're out. Thank Thank you. you. See you next time. Holla.